All right, everyone. Welcome to, uh, welcome to this whole event and thank you so much for joining up to really learn about CMMC because uh, we all hear the buzzwords and uh, we all have a lot of questions. So the whole thing here is uh, to really educate you, give you insight and all the questions. So um, see pretty much is the foundation across cost, schedule and performance cybersecurity is the baseline underneath it, which allows you or guarantees the government that you as a company, as a defense contractor are really supporting and securing the information and supporting our national security. So it's really about data protection. That's what it comes down to. Now, a lot of times you get the question, so we already have CMNIST. We've passed it, why do we need CMMC? Well, NIST and CMMC are not the same. Um, as you can see here, CMMC level one through five, they, were, they actually got about 110 requirements from NIST, but there is another 161 requirements that are not in NIST. And this is where all, most of the companies, a lot of them will be struggling with. They're IT related, they're process related, they are maturity related, they're people and physical security related. I'll get to that in a minute. But overall, CMMC has five levels of certifications that you can get. Now, based on DOD and the numbers, the uh, defense industrial base encompasses about a little bit over 300,000 companies in the US. So probably everybody who sits in here in this room is part of it. And they suspect that majority of the companies will have a level three or will require level three because they're working with CUI. So level one is the basic. You only have 15 controls. Um, you got level two, which is a little bit more to it, more security, more stringent, but it actually is a stepping stone going from level one all the way to level three where the CUI requirements come in. Level four and level five, the DOD is not expecting a lot of companies to have those, especially level five. They're looking at the big defense contractors such as Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, um, maybe Deloitte. But don't, don't get too worried about level four and level five. That right now is not even on the roadmap with the CMMTAB. Level three is the one that, as I said, majority of us will be required to work with and get certified against. So does CMMC apply to you or are you, does it even, do you need to be compliant? Do you need to do have it? So there's two things. CMMC itself addresses data protection and it addresses two types of data. One is the FCI, which is the federal contract information. So if you're doing business with DOD, the bare minimum that you have is FCI. And everything else, level three and above is for CUI. So if you only deal with FCI, federal contract information, you only need to be level one certified, which is good. Now, the minute you start looking into, um, into CUI information, either you're dealing with it or you're creating it, you're receiving it, you will need level three as a bare minimum requirement. If you, 
are bidding, if you're planning to bid on a contract that the DOD puts out, and they started putting those out last year, December, they will be a requirement for CMMC level one, level three, level four, level five. If you do not have that, you will not get the contract. You can still submit the proposal, but by award contract, you have to have the CMMC, the appropriate CMMC level certification in place. Um, with, um, with that being said, um, so far the, the DOD has a rollout plan for CMMC up until 2025. So as you see, as you see contracts coming out, more and more CMMC certification requirements will be in there. So right now it might not be in this important, but the next contract renewal or the next proposal out there might have that clause in there. So you might wanna keep an eye on it because by 2025, every contract with the DOD will have some CMMC certification in place. So now the biggest question is what is CUI? And I think a lot of this is a lot of the confusion because a lot of the data is just not classified or tagged properly to say CUI. Now, some of it is because the contracts are the main defense contractors or government are not classifying it. But overall, when it comes to who is actually responsible for it, it's the government and it's you as a business. So you, it's you as a business are required to figure out what in your company is really CUI. Where does your business processes fall in? Who all has access to it? And I, um, I put in the information of where you can actually take a look at it. Does your company fall into that area? Do you have CUI? And um, just to give you a couple examples. So CUI, if you will, let's say in construction business, if you're working on a contract that has CUI, let's say it's a classified, building that they're creating or anything that is of importance and the government sees as it requires CUI. It might be construction drawings. It might be any kind of purchase order attached with it that go with it, any people that go with it. I, all of this is, I think there's like 20 different categories in here. So it could also be um, anything related to um, um, nuclear, it also definitely falls into, into CUI. But also, for example, if you have a staffing company and you're bidding on a contract to do payroll and staffing services for the DOD as a subco, um, anything HR payroll related falls within CUI as well. Not your people, that's your own thing, but the services that you provide to the DOD that will fall under CUI. So my recommendation is take a look at this. It's fairly straightforward, but as if you're a business owner and you're trying to get into this, the first and very first thing is to understand what CUI do you have and what part of the business does that apply to? By the way, all of these slides you will get at the end of it. So the links, everything in here um, definitely will be available for you. So first things first. Have you heard of the CMMC or DFARS interim rule that came into place last year? Okay, if you have not done so and you're doing business with the DOD, this is a key very first step to get in the right direction. Now, with the DOD rolling CMMC out for the next five years, there's this interim rule where they require every small business doing business with the DOD to go and submit their own self-assessment 
based on this 800-171. And once you go through it, you fill out, do you have antivirus? Do you have multi-factor identity? I think it's like 150, 200 questions. Once you fill those out accordingly, it will, it's a spreadsheet, it will give you a score. That score, together with your SSP, you need to upload to SPRS because the deadline was last year in December. So if you don't have it yet, please make an effort, put that on there because we're already seeing that not just the government itself, but also big defense contractors are requiring this information on their subcos. And you do not wanna lose business because you didn't upload it or didn't have the score. For my recommendation here is, and a lot of companies I've seen before, they wanna wait until, well, I need to have this and this big score so I can compete. You know what? doesn't matter at this point, get the score up there. It might be a very low score because you do not have antivirus, you do not have network segmentation, you do not have, who knows what, it does not really matter. Have a score out there first and then create a plan on how to improve those things. And you can update your score on SPRs as many times as you want. So every single time you improve your score because you implemented something, because you wrote a policy, because you conducted training with your staff, Go and update it. That's how you will. That's how you will also show the progress. And the SPRS will ask you about it. When are you planning to get your gaps eliminated? When are you planning to make progress? So they will. They will walk you through it. But first things, make this one first. So, and here are key facts about CMMC, which will show you why and how this is important. It's about process and maturity. This is not like NIST, a one-time thing where, okay, here's my spreadsheet, I get an auditor in, we check everything, yes, we have it, no, we don't have it, yes, we have it, all done. The whole CMMC process, the way the assessment is going, we are looking at multiple things. We are looking at evidence that you've been doing it. It's a maturity level. So if you created a policy of the length of, for passwords or a training policy for your staff, and I show up today and you created it yesterday and you do not have the documentation to show that everybody attended training at least for several weeks or months or periodically, it's a no, you will fail that. So this is why CMMC is so important to get started as quickly as possible. Main thing here is CMMC. If you don't have CMMC certification, you're not gonna get the contract. At contract award, you need to be CMMC certified for that level. And it's a pass and fail. If you are trying to achieve, let's say level CMMC level one, you got 15 areas that, that you need to apply with. If you only miss one, you're not even achieving level one. So this is, this is really serious. This is very important. You have to meet every single requirement of CMMC for that level. CMMC assessment methodology. The way we were taught by the CMMC AB board, which is aligned with DOD, they expect us for every single thing that is in CMMC for us to interview, observe, or test. Those are the three criterias. And for us to mark something as complete, we have to hit at least two of those. So for example, if we interview you, do you have a training program, cybersecurity awareness training for your staff? And for example, you tell us, yeah, we do it every year and we collect the evidence and all that, great. So I just interviewed you, I've got the information. Now I'm gonna to want to see 
observe it. And the observe part is show me the sign-in sheets, show me the training that they've gone through. And it's gonna be for several months. It's at the discretion of the assessor to figure out how long they're gonna go back. Um, in some cases, it might be a few weeks because you can see some of these patterns already that you're doing it. In some cases, it might be you know, business continuity, disaster recovery, show me the latest in the last 12 months. You have to have it. So one key area for any business getting into the CMMC is start collecting your evidence. Start collecting this as quickly as possible. And also to save money on the assessment side, when you actually get the certifier in, have your documentation ready, have it collected, built into your business processes in the IT staff, in HR, in physical security, start collecting them the evidence and putting it aside so that when you call the assessor, you can just literally hand it over because that's gonna save time for you and the assessor, which means that the price is, the price is gonna be cheaper, but also you're gonna get the certification quicker because you're prepared. Exactly. So one thing there also is the, the certification itself is a lengthy process. So you have to have a CMMC assessor do the assessment. So for example, somebody like me comes into and then takes a look at it. Then a official C3PAO company has to review it. And then it goes to the CMMC AB. So there's three steps in here. You, when you want to get your certification, you have to contract a C3PAO company. It cannot be done just by anyone. It has to be an official C3PAO company. So keep in mind, just with all the QAs and all the reviews, it's gonna be time consuming. You may not be involved at this point in time, but it's still gonna be time consuming. And then conflict of interest. So if you currently have a security company or working with a consulting company that at some point wants to become a C3PAO and do official assessments, if you use that company to consult you, to consult with you on how to remediate stuff or provides remediation services, you will not be able to hire the same company to, do, to assess their own homework. So keep that in mind. There is, the DOD is very strict on making sure there's no conflict of interest. So you've got to be working with at least two companies. And then the biggest thing that we're seeing, everybody sees that. I mentioned earlier, the DOD has us at about 300,000 companies that will need certification in the next five years. Right now, um, there are literally 140 provisional assessors like me that are going through this. There's currently in the pipeline about 50 or 60 maybe 70 C3PAO companies that are going through this. So once they open up the gates and DOD gives us all the C in front of us, so become the official certifiers, then this is really the numbers we're gonna be working with. And there's already a rush to getting certified. Right now, because there's only so, so many or so few people that can actually assess it and only a couple or maybe a handful C3PAOs out there, if you are currently bidding on a contract that already has a CMMC requirement in there, 
reach out to the CMMTAB directly because they are working on prioritizing who gets to go first. Because priority is right now on companies that are going or bidding on those contracts rather than everybody else. And I'll give you, you will have the contacts and info, everything for CMMTAB here as well. So the biggest thing is what do I do now? So interim rule, if you don't have your uploads, your NIST 800-171 and SPRS upload, do it as quickly as possible. CMMC level one, most of you, if you're doing some kind of federal business, you have federal contract information. So have a look at the 15 areas for CMMC one. It's basic security. Are you using passwords? Are you changing passwords? Do you have antivirus? Do you have firewall? You do not need documentation at this point. You just need to show in those 15 areas that you have something and that you're doing it. Level two adds a little bit more to it. It has 65 security requirements and it asks you now, you have to have policies, procedures, you have to have a plan, you have to have the documentation. And this is where a lot of companies struggling with is the documentation. Bless you. It is, um, it is time consuming, it, but it also requires additional tools to be implemented. For example, it's starting to ask for encryption. It's starting to ask for mon log monitoring, incident response, the kind of awareness of what is happening on your network, on your assets and the people as well. And this is the third one. So this is where really the, the CUI, the full blown cybersecurity requirements for level three come in. Yes, you have 110 requirements. So yes, you need a business continuity or disaster recovery plan. You need log monitoring. You need multiple factor authentication. You're gonna need the training. You're gonna need a, um, all of this documented, and implement it and not just yesterday implemented. Yeah, very, very good point. Yeah. If you're shooting for level three, you have to meet level one, level two, level three. I would, I would, the, the recommendation, if you're going, if you're shooting for a level three, go with level three assessment and consulting first, because otherwise you're going to be doing, you're going to be paying three times. There's no need for that. It's, um, yeah. yeah there is a very similar um, certification process that they use for CMMI. Um, and so it's the same concept. So yep. you just need to make sure that if you're going to go for level three, you can meet the other criteria. So do self-assessments so yep. that you can walk yourself through it to know that when you go for that level three, you are ready. That means that you can hit all of those all the way up to that point. Yep. And, and here's an example from, from the real world. We've been doing some of these consultings and pre-assessments uh, to many companies. And uh, what we've seen in the um, a lot of times is, even though at the, I would say, fairly mature level where the companies have an incident response team, they have logging, they have all of it, and it looks mature, but then they fail one single point on level one. 
just because it's not configured, it's not documented, or it's not even running, or a simple thing like that. And that alone right there, it's just complete zero. You got nothing. So urgency of getting started now. So CMMC, again, no gray shades. It's simple, it's black or white. Um, poems, project plans, where you know you have gaps and you just created like you did with NIST. Oh yeah, here's my project plan where I'm gonna remediate. I got six months, I got a year, I got two years. None of that goes with CMMC. You either have it or you don't. Now, you can always have your own internal porn plan because technology changes, your companies are growing, but that's your own internal. It has nothing to do with CMMC. You can use that, just don't volunteer to the assessors. Focus on CMMC only. And during the assessment, Give them the information they're asking for. Don't give them more, just like any other audit. Just, just stick to what they need. Hold on, let's, um, we're also streaming this live and recording it. So let's uh, get you a microphone. Thank you. So how are you working on the, on the pass fail? It, one of my customers uses you as the assessor in C3PAO. Um, and they're 20 items in and it's a no, they're a, they're a fail, you know, is that a, that a $15,000, $30,000 engagement and then you come back, have you guys figured that out yet? Well, so as a, so we try to work with companies and I can only talk about how we do it. Uh, we try to work with companies and we actually had one of these examples where he said, you know what? Um, you're not, you're absolutely not ready. You're not ready there. Although they signed us up and wanted us to do a complete gap assessment two days into it, we just said, you know what? No, you need to do this, this. So we worked out a complete different plan uh, to get them. So they are actually at least halfway there. And uh, no, we took the money, even what they, what, we, what they already spent with us and applied it towards what we already did with them. Now that's how we do it. I don't know how other companies do it, but I think that's just fair because otherwise um, CMMC itself is a cost. Yes, it's a cost of doing business, but um, we are, um, as a company, we, we are going through this as well. We got our own CMMC level three certification as a C3PAO. And yes, it's not cheap. The DOD directly will, or DIPCAC will assess us for this level. And so we understand it. We're a small business, just like you are. We're not, you know, we're not one of the big defense contractors. We don't have money to just throw out there. So what we're working with is every customer is also to advise them on how to minimize the scope. And I'll get into scoping in a minute, but minimize the scope and really only protect the CUI and not the rest of the company where it's not needed and be practical about the approach. Because you can throw technology at it and spend a lot of money but if you don't have the process behind it the maturity the documentation it's not going to be any good so there's a balance and i think this is going to be the key for all of us is to work closely together and make sure that the right approach for your business is done because there's no cookie cutter every business is different so um building my own server and everything like that, but the ones that's already throwing stuff up in the cloud and you're on the DOD space, how is that gonna work? So there is, um, 
there, there's a big discussion about um, GCC high, for example. So if you have stuff in the cloud and you have CUI information on there, then you might be required to get into GCC or GCC high to store it there or Gulf cloud. Now, um, but here's also one thing, GCC high or GCC is not cheap. Um, so that's where the scoping part comes in. And this is where it goes back to at the very early beginning, understand what CUI you have and where is it located? Because just an example, if you're a small business, let's say you got 10 employees, you got one server, everything is there. And you got two people out of those 10 that are actually working on CUI because let's say they're engineers, the rest is operations, admin. So you know you got two people only that require to work with this data and require to access it. So you can separate from a process, business process perspective and from a technology perspective out where that CUI is going to be. And it's going to be a lot cheaper for you to take that CUI and access for those two people into GCC or GCC high versus the entire company. So yes. Let me just finish this. Uh, this I'm getting to the last slides here and, and then let's open it up for the, uh, for the questions. Um, so requirements, as I said, mentioned maturity level. Uh, you mentioned it very well about CMMI. It's the same process. You got to show that you're doing it and have been doing it. So the biggest question, where do I start? Change the security culture. You as a company need to understand that this is not a one-time fix. Security is going to stay here. All these changes, CMMC, not going to get away. It's going to get worse. It's going to be more stringent. So get you and your staff, wrap your head around it, that password changes, security, logging, all of this is going to stay here. So it, it needs to be part of your, your, your business. So what do you do first? So the CMMC AB actually made a process so that things like this where companies sign up and say, I'm ready for a certification, don't end up where two days into it, they realize we're not ready and everything goes back to square one. So the CMMC rec or AB recommends the following, have a gap analysis done first, understand what you're missing, then remediate and then there is an assessment readiness review, which is official part of the certification. So the C3PAO will, as part of the whole, when you sign a contract with them, will do a pre-assessment and check in with you to make sure, are you ready? Are you really ready? And then when you're ready, you're gonna do the certification, okay? So when do you need to start? Now. Uh, you've seen it, contracts are coming out. There's not enough people out there that will be able to certify. So if you want to stay in business, get started, get going. It is a lengthy process. Even for us as a security company, it is taking us a good six months to make sure we've got everything in place and everything, even taking from NIST, rewriting our policies, procedures to meet CMMC compliance. It's, it takes time. What do I need? You will need people with know-how. If you have your own IT staff, use them. If you need to work with a consulting company, there are several out there, um, PAs, provisional assessors, but also registered professionals, or sorry, registered practitioners out there that gone through the official CMMC training. So there's enough people out there, reach out to them, find out how they can help you. 
policies, procedures. If you don't have them, start working on them. If you have them, double check that they meet CMMT requirements. And then tools and services. Yes, for level three, you will need tools. You will need probably as a small business, managed security service provider, outsource it. There's no point. There are so many opportunities out there, but there's no point. You will not be able to staff 24 seven monitoring as a small business, too expensive, too complicated. And most MSSP already have a solution out there just make sure whoever you contract out with, MSSP, if you're sending information to them that is CUI, you will make sure that they also have the level three certification because the responsibility is on you. So you have to make sure you understand what they will be delivering. How does that fit into your CMMC compliance? So don't be shy. If you, before you sign a contract, ask your provider, even your IT provider, your MSP, can you provide all this, what I need for CMMC? Because they will need to provide you the information so you can pass the audit. So make sure this is really very, very important. And then who to reach out to? You can obviously me, and there's also Rob, our CEO here in the room. Um, after this, if you got any session, uh, any questions, reach out to us, but also several CMMC PAs and RPs and the CMMC accreditation board. If you go into the website, cmmcab.org, there's a link called Marketplace. On there, you see all the registered uh, um, practitioners. You see all the provisional assessors. You got the names of the see-through POs and their contacts. So that is your resource where you should go. They also have any changes, any updates that come from DOD, the entire spreadsheet for CMMC, what the requirements are, everything there. So my recommendation, bookmark it, have a go, have a look. That is your, that is your primary source. All right, good, questions? Okay, microphone is coming. So the comment that I was gonna make when we start talking about your infrastructure um, it's a little bit more complicated than just, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to have an MSP. Um, so even Microsoft, as well as Amazon, the web services, they're not completely, if they're not FedRAMP certified, then you need to look at, okay, what pieces of their product is actually FedRAMP certified? And then you may have to do a couple of bolt-ons. So mm -hmm. it's not as easy as in, I'm just going to do this. There's a couple of pieces in there that you have to look at. Um, and it could just really make your head spin. So you really do need to have a tech person that can help you walk through and say, which pieces are going to help to make me compliant? And then how do they bolt together? And that needs to fit within your process. Yeah. And that's a, that's a very good point because um, there is um, there has been a lot of discussion about, well, let's just move everything into GCC High as a company. And we, we had a few of those. It's very expensive. They move it and then they realize, well, I'm missing this. I don't have the 24 seven logging. I don't have the incident response. I can't get this. And then that's more money on top of it. So first things really understand where your CUI is and see how you can separate it out from a business process perspective and the people, and then try to find a solution for that, not your entire company. Hi, Tony Jenkins, Bovian Enterprise LLC. So we're super small, um, like less than five employees. Yep. However, we're teamed and JV'd with larger primes uh, in preparation to roll over work. Okay. Would you say that it's easier for a small to start now to do this? And then as we scale and win work, 
um, bringing more people in, this will, will scaling up with CMMC be easy <laughs> or, or it will, I'm sure it will present, present challenges, but, but is it good to do it that way or to just to wait till you get a little bigger and then to do it? I think just like anything else that you create, start with the bottom, start at the beginning. So right now you got almost a greenfield opportunity. Design it, create it with the outcome in mind. So now you can say, okay, we're going to have CUI only in this and the rest is going to be here. And then you can start building and you can, as you bring people in, as you grow, you can then start directing them into, okay, you're going to be working on CUI and then you can expand that area versus the, the rest of the business. It's worth the investment. It's worth the investment for the simple fact that as the demand grows, the cost is going to get more. So, and the requirement is coming. So you might as well just make that investment into it. Start at level one and build from there yep. and get a reliable outsourced company that you can use to do it. And that's what I'm doing. And I don't have time to sit back. I still have to grow my business, so I can't sit back and do it. So if you're interested, I'll, I'll let you know. If you yeah, but it's, it's always easier to create something than re-engineer it backwards after you've already grown. So, so just to add to what he was saying, and I'm reading right from a, a DOD presentation, primes will be required to flow down the appropriate CMMC requirement to their subcontractors. So yep. the answer is you'll yes. have to have it. If it's, if it's level one, you'll have to have it. If it's level three, you'll have to have it. And if you don't mind, while I've, while I've got it, um, <clears throat> So in that same contract, I happen to have the numbers of prime contracts that are going to be impacted each year. And we just obviously entered the, the, the FY22 fiscal year, and mm -hmm. there's going to be 75 prime contracts this year. Yep. Right. Does this, do the C3PAOs out there have the capacity to certify <laughs> 75 primes and, you know, 350 subs at level three? Well, um, Let's put it this way. We've been asking the DOD and CMMC AB board the same question because we see that it's eventually going to be on us to do the work. And we're, unfortunately, we're not really getting from DOD the 100% green light. So that's why get ready now because once the floodgates open, everything is going to happen. Yes, there are a few C, um, C3POs out there, but yes, it's, it's going to can we do it? Yes. The question is how quick. Sure. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a pain. I know the training is being rolled out. Unfortunately, some deadlines have been pushed out for, for the certification, all that, but it, it's, it's work in progress. How you doing? Uh, Caleb McLelly with uh, Retrace Technologies. So we've already started going down this process uh, to getting CMMC. Um, and so we decided to go with uh, Microsoft, uh, the G uh, series. Mm -hmm. um, but as, as you mentioned earlier, it's quite pricey. So yeah. we elected to uh, only have a handful on G5 and the rest of the firm on G3. Is that a suitable uh, approach? Um, I don't know all the technical details between G3 and G5, to be honest, but um, it, I like the approach where you separate out who needs really who needs to have that versus who does not. 
that's a cost saving that's good um, you will need to really go through every single of the line item on what exactly the um, G5 provides and how that matches against 170 or yeah, so we, we know it does. We just didn't want to spend the money for everybody to be no, on it. That's, it's like yeah. $32 a month per user I know, uh, it's, for G5. Yeah, only use the people that yeah. need to have it, but make sure your processes internal are documented and the data flow for CUI is also documented. So you can show this is how we receive CUI. This is who is authorized to receive it. And then it's gonna be processed in this environment only and only these people have access. And then that's how it's gonna be sent out encrypted and here's the protection around it. So yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Hi, Celeste Chamberlain, Information Protection Solutions. Um, can you become level three certified if you don't currently process CUI data, but your strategic plan is to go after contracts that require level three? Yes, you can. Okay. You have to show that enclave. And to be honest, mo most of the C3PAO companies right now that are assessing or going through that are assessors as well, not necessarily already have government contracts with CUI. So yes, we are building this enclave, the CUI environment with the processes around it to be assessed so that we can then, yeah, so yes. So would you suggest going to the, like, for example, GCC High, go ahead and buy into that, that um, cloud or is it enough to have a plan to go to that if it, you get the contract? Have a, have a, well, let's put it this way. CMMC, in order to win a contract, you have to have already a certification. So you will need to have, considering the timeline and everything, sometimes a contract gets awarded like this. And if you submit that a proposal and say, by the time we get the contract, we're going to be certified, you may be off because some contracts really get awarded very quickly. Um, but my suggestion before you buy into the cloud, do research for your company specifically on is that going to work? And what that lady in the back mentioned it earlier, you will have stuff to bolt on. So does it make sense to take the cost for GCC high for those users and everything additional? Or is there a better solution for you as a small business? So it's, a, it's an operational, but also financial decision that you have to make. Uh, greetings, uh, Todd Chamberlain, Information Protection Solutions as well. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of close to the leadership of CMMMC when it first started. I'm hearing chatter that the self-certification, due to the lack of uh, certified you know, PAOs like yourself, that they're going to open the door for self-certification um, for a year or two. Any, any chatter results on that? Have I have not heard that, um, at least not in the last um, few months. I know there was some discussion about it could be maybe, or I know there's discussion around what are we going to do because it is becoming a bottleneck. Um, and, and that's where we're kind of waiting on the direction from DOD as well to tell us what can or cannot be done. Um, I know there are some updates coming. So I'm not gonna say yes or no, because I really don't know. Uh, let's wait and find out. I have a follow-up question and one statement. The, the, the statement is, if you're not, if you're on LinkedIn, I suggest you follow uh, Ms. Katie Arrington. Um, she posts a lot in regards to CMC, CMMC. 
And uh, I think you can get a lot about read into what's coming and things of that nature. But Katie is no longer in her position. Is she? She's not? Okay. No, she's not. So All right. Well, there. She, she, was, she was good, but. Oh, really? I used to, so, me and Ms. Harrington, uh, I used to, we used to talk a lot within business. Um, we work for the same organization. It's a damn shame what happened to her, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. I think it was in a good direction of, of where she was taking it. Yep. And during her absence. Shit, so uh, was it like a few months or something? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. All right, we'll leave it at that. I know, my, but I do uh, have a question. It has its ups and downs, and I'm hoping yeah. we're getting some good direction soon. I do have a quick question, though, and it's in regards to small businesses, right? And I think relates to everyone in this room. Um, because the discussion is really about the costs for small businesses to actually get this done and survive in the industry. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts to that? What do you know? And I, I, I think if it, if this, if it goes any further and there's nothing changed, I see the SBA getting involved from a legal standpoint and trying to protect small businesses. Yeah. I mean, cost question is, is big. Um, but my suggestion for everybody here is you got, you can influence at least to some ex um, extent how much it's going to cost you how much you can do in-house policies, procedure writing, um, and getting prepared when you get to the certification. The other thing is also building this enclave and understanding what you need to protect versus protecting the entire company, like you suggested. And then the other thing is really just find the best solution. And when you get to the certification, get multiple offers, walk them through it, go through the scoping with those companies and then get the best pricing. Because the quality at the end will be the same. We all have to go through the QA review. We all have to say, use the same methodology, so. All right, this is dangerous. Give me the mic, by the way. But anyway, so, uh, so CMMC right now, it's only defense, right? So there's no civilian agencies, uh, intelligence agencies. Um, is there any talk about it reaching Actually, good question. Yeah. So right now it's just for DOD, but we're seeing and uh, I think Department of Education is starting to reference um, CMMC, uh, DOJ as well. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. We're, we're starting to see this. Um, yeah, because so you, you know what's interesting is I also do business with state government and the county because they have some of these large same names that are getting government federal work. Mm -hmm. They're in there and now they're talking about demanding CMMC for their subs, kind of the very yep. similar. So I was just kind of curious yep. on the civilian side, how that's looking. We're seeing that. We're also seeing it um, um, a lot on universities and education system, especially if they have research areas where they will be dealing with, um, with CUI. And then in that case, everything connected to that, their providers kind of falls into place as well. Okay, so I'm not an IT guy and I'm not an IT company. What is the bolt-ons that you're talking about and how's that gonna impact? Okay, so the bolt-ons. So we're looking here at everything IT related. So you got, so three different categories, IT related, HR related from background checks to access control all the way to um, physical security. And on the IT side, you can separate it out into access control, who accesses what, multi-factor authentication, 
logging the access, reviewing the access. You've got uh, risk assessments where you internally or externally periodically assess what is the risk to systems, what is the risk to your companies. Uh, you've got um, log monitoring, incident response. If you see something, first of all, can you see something? Something is happening on your network, on your assets? And then can you respond to it? Do you have a team? Are they trained? Um, what do you do? So you have to have different tools in place to control certain things or monitor and then review it and then respond to it. Um, are you doing patching of your systems? Are you changing the passwords correctly? Do you have uh, firewalls? Are they configured firewalls? Do you use VPNs? When are you using them? How do you access the information? And then everything around a lot of policies and procedures. So policy, where you as a company set a standard saying, okay, we are going to change passwords every 90 days. On the HR side, we're gonna mandatory, everybody who's gonna come in, we're gonna do background checks to this and this level, we're gonna use company X, Y, and Z, and we're gonna do drug tests or wh whatever it is. Then the processes, those are documents for all 17 domains that are in, in the CMMC where you will need to actually have the processes. So people assigned to it, show how it's being done, let's say patching every 30 days, every 90 days, do you have tools that do it? Is it done manually? Um, what do you do when something doesn't get patched that goes into risk management? Where you probably as a CEO will need to make a decision. Is it acceptable? Is it not acceptable? Sign off on it. It's, it's paperwork a lot as well. And then one thing, which is a lot of people ask that, so there's HEMMC references for every single domain. You have to have a plan. Um, there are, I believe, six or seven bullet points of what that plan needs to include for every single domain. Now, if you create 17 different plans or one plan that addresses everything, it's entirely up to you. But you need to have an understanding or you need to define in the plan what you're gonna do for access control, for risk management. You need to assign a person to it. You need to have a training for those people that will be doing those functions. You need to have a budget to show that you actually, not just putting it on plan, writing it down that you're gonna do it, but you actually can execute against it. So if for example, you plan to outsource to an MSP or already outsourcing something, that is part of your plan. You have the budget because you have a contract that you are doing it already. Now, if you need to hire additional people next year, for example, as an assessor, we would want to see that, hey, do you have the budget? How do you plan to do it? So your financials or a CFO is gonna sign off and say, yep, we've got that job posting. We've got the budget allocated. Yes, we're gonna hire a security person to do this particular job. Hi, good afternoon. Um, I'm Maria Campos from SecPro LLC. Um, our company is a candidate for the uh, 3CPO, um, currently waiting on the DOD for, to move forward with auditing, which has been a pain. Yeah. But um, I wanted to also say that some states are providing small businesses with the funds to get CMMC level three or whatever, if they have DOD contracts. Also, as a candidate with the logo and everything, for some reason, the DOD has not allowed for us to market. So I know there's a lot of people that are there marketing saying they can get you certified for CMMC, which is currently not true. So just as a small business, be aware of the people out there trying to take advantage. Yes, be very careful. Very good points. Yeah, that's why 
my recommendation, stick to the CMMC AB marketplace, take a look at and, and talk to those people. Yes, there's a lot of marketing out there, get certified, get this. St stick to CMMC AB. Uh, one, oh, sorry, one more behind you. Yeah. Hi, Rick Schmidt from Tipping Point. Like the gentleman over there, I'm not an IT company, but I spent time in the military doing cybersecurity, so I understand that side of things. Uh, about 2019, I reached out to a company similar to yours and said, hey, I know this is forthcoming. Let's get proactive. Let's start down this path of getting compliance. So they did a risk assessment. We started patching. We started doing training. We started doing a lot of things. But my frustration with the process uh, with somebody with an IT background was it seemed like a moving target. You know, as I was getting these guys on board, we were starting to go through the process. It seemed like uh, DOD was still making decisions about CMMC. We didn't know who was going to pay for, you know, compliance and, and, the, and the actual certification process or when we we're even going to be able to opt into it voluntarily. Because like the gentleman here, I was trying to be proactive to get out the gate, advertise on contracts even before requirement to tell my customers that we were CMMC, you know, level three compliant um, what's your per perspective right now as regard to, are we six months out from things getting solidified? Because over two years, it's still, we just, we kind of put it on pause. We just yeah. said at this point, let's go ahead and go with what we've got. We'll bring it back online once the requirements get uh, well established and we'll figure out what we need to do. But otherwise I felt like we were chasing a moving target. Um, good, good point. I, I, I get the frustration because we're, we're in the same, I mean, there's a lot of companies that have it. So yes, you're right. The DOD has not made a hundred percent decision on CMMC, what it's going to look like, if there's going to be any funding, if it's going to be part of, you can set it up on the contract. Um, none of that, but that's more of an admin side. Um, what I don't think for a lot of changes will happen is the actual CMMC requirements the spreadsheet of all the 171 bullet points. That's a, I would say, I would call it a best practice security. Now, those are the change, change, uh, chances of those changing fundamentally and completely. Um, I'm not seeing it happening because that's security in a nutshell. Um, on the, I, I know that there's discussion about when are, when is the certification officially coming out that we can get certified, the assessors, um, to actually start doing the work? I've heard um, last time that based on the CMMC that we have today, if we pass that and get certified, then we can go, and that's going to be probably around January. Now, I know the DOD has said we're gonna, they're going to have an update or something around October. So I'm still kind of hoping something will come out. Um, I don't know, I would say, I would say January. But as I said, I, we, for example, and I'm sure the other C3PO company as well, we are taking the IT or the 171 controls as something that will not change. And if it will change, it will be minimal. So those changes we can quick, uh, uh, fix quickly, but it's more on the admin side of how many assessors will you need? That will come from the CMMC, sorry, from DOD and CMMC AB. That's more of an admin type thing. There's nothing you can influence that. Um, the contract side as well, how much of that cost that you had to initially get the certification will be offset in a contract that you win or who's going to pay for it. That also is something that we're going to have to wait on DOD. But the IT side, I'm, I'm not seeing it changing. 
So, ma'am, uh, thank you for your leadership on providing this training here. Um, you mentioned that there are a lot of companies who are offering CMMC services. I, I'm seeing them pop up left and right. Uh, a lot of folks who don't even do cybersecurity are now doing this stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is driving me crazy uh, as a cybersecurity professional. Um, what do you recommend for those who are actually training the assessors? Uh, I see Learning Tree is popping up as a certified assessor training. Um, do you offer training or, or how can you guide those who's going through the process to be certified? So there are the CMMCAB has established a group of companies that where they actually have to apply to become official certified training companies. So similar like the assessor C3PO, there's the, I don't know, what, what was it, LT, uh, some training, and they will have to follow the CMMCAB process. They, uh, the curriculum was already written, so that I know. Uh, they announced it just recently at the, um, at the town hall. So there will be official companies that will start training the ones that want to be an RP, that want to do take classes that want to go through that. So only use those. And my recommendation is also go back to the CMMCAB marketplace and pick one of those companies. Don't go with anything else because right now, same as with the provisional assessors and RPs, that number of companies that can train for CMMC is very limited. Right now, seriously, CMMC marketplace, that website, get your contacts from there. Don't even go anywhere else. And, and they update it as, as frequently as possible. So that's your best, best choice. We have time for one more question. So as I mentioned before, we're going through the process of a CMC uh, preparation right now. And uh, one of the issues we're looking at is multi-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. um, and so the overwhelming majority of our staff sit in a skiff, right? And so we're trying not to have to implement RSA or another one of those hardware uh, token providers is there any um, solutions that you know of that would be uh, accessible or uh, that would fit for our staff that's in the, in the SCIF without having to stand up RSA server and start well, buying all those hardware tokens and managing that? Okay, so usually SCIF, you have classified information, right? So that has their own categorization. CUIs for the unclassified part. So whatever is higher, it prevails. So if you can show that you have in the SCIF, the people that are accessing the information that, that meets CMMC requirements, if they're processing it there as well, but I would- Okay. Yes. So, yep. Okay. So honestly, it really depends how the connectivity you have set up, how they're going to authenticate. You can, um, um, if you're using VPN, I know there's multiple companies out there that are offering different solutions that integrate with what you already have in place. Um, Duo, for example, I see popping up a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, those are, those, those are quite easiest. The question is really, can they integrate easily into the environment that you have? All right. Well, thank you so much. I think this has been a very interactive session. Thank you for all the questions.